Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have a very special bonus episode where we're checking out the 2022 Netflix drama The Good Nurse. Directed by Tobias Lindham, it stars Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. I'm Jesse and I'm writing this special one by myself with spoilers. So if you've heard about this film on Netflix, it's sort of topping the charts around the world and you, it's a true crime sort of story. If you want to know as little as possible about this before watching the film, give us a pause, come back later on because I'm going to discuss this film in context as well as sort of some real life examples of, you know, the, the um, I guess, inspiration behind this film and, and how it came to our screen on Netflix. So give us a pause because I'm going to start with the fast flicks where do a quick summary of what it's all about. So this film is about a nurse being called to question her friendship with a co-worker when suspicious deaths occur at their hospital. Ooh, intrigue. If you're not intrigued already, then uh, I don't know what'll get you over the line because this is a, um, a film that's sort of needs a little bit of context behind it. And that's where I'm going to talk a little bit about how the film got to Netflix. And I guess it was based on the 2013 nonfiction book titled The Good Nurse, A True Story of Medicine, Madness and Murder by Charles Graeber. And it's about the serial killer, Charles Cullen, who murdered patients in hospitals while disguised as a nurse. Um, the story behind this was that it was announced in November of 2016 with Tobias Lindholm set to direct. Lionsgate were initially on board to distribute the film. Um, in August of 2018, Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne joined or entered negotiations to star in the film. But then it was sort of put on hold um, and there was no other news until Feb of 2020 where um, Chastain and Redmay were confirmed. Um, Lionsgate were no longer involved. Netflix jumped on board um, to buy the film's distribution rights for $25 million. So a bit of money there spent on the rights for this film. Um, it was filmed from the 21st of April 2021 to the 11th of June 2021 and that's, that's pretty much how we got this film. So I guess... Netflix are sort of banking on the success of this feature film because they've got a documentary coming out very soon which follows the real-life characters called Capturing the Killer Nurse. So that's something to keep an eye out. Um, the real-life character, Amy, is the, the main character in this film. Um, she acted as a consultant on this film as well. Um, and I think that, you know, if you look at um, this film and and who it's based on, like we mentioned, this, this serial killer, Charles Cullen, um, it was only in twenty. 13, 10 years after the, these crimes that he'd, he'd committed and he was arrested that he sort of gave any insight at all, which is a little bit interesting um, as we see towards the end of the film, the actual statistics on how many people he actually killed and how many hospitals he worked at. Um, so he told CBS News that he thought he was helping people by killing them. Um, he said, I thought that people aren't suffering anymore. So in a sense, I thought I was helping. Um, and he also admitted that he wasn't sure if he had have stopped the killing that I'm um, sorry, that he would have stopped killing if he hadn't been caught. So a little bit of an insight into the, the mind behind the killer in this film, which is a little bit creepy. Um, during his sentencing, he caused so much disruption to the proceedings, continually telling the judge to step down that the judge gave him an additional six life sentences. So not a very nice guy um, from all accounts. Um, and I'll leave it up to you to watch the film and, and get a little bit more of context about who Charles was. The tagline for this film was based on the unthinkable true story. I think it's a bit of a boring tagline. Um, you could come up with something a little bit more original than that. I think the title, The Good Nurse is Good, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Translations around the world, in Spanish and Taiwan, it was called The Angel of Death. 
in Hungary, it was called the other sister. In Poland, it was called a good guardian. And in South Korea, it was called that man, a good nurse, which um, sort of changes the context of the title if you're specifically talking about Charles Cullen as the good nurse, because I, th- I might argue that he's not, that the title's not necessarily about him. But this film, it was released at the Toronto International Film Festival and a few other festivals around the world um, from the 11th of September, 2022 before it hit Netflix on the 26th of October, 2022. It was filmed in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut. So in and around America, a few of the locations that are actual real life locations in this real life story. So far, I mean, it's not really award season yet, but it has, um, at one of the festivals it played, won an award for best performance of the year for Eddie Redmayne at the Montclair Film Festival. So maybe a little bit of buzz for um, him and Jessica Chastain along the way heading towards the Oscars uh, early in 2023. And I'm going to talk about my thoughts on this one. I think that it's well worth a watch. Great performances. It's an engaging story, even if you can sort of work out and know where it's going. Uh, it's nice to see a product or a film or a you know something about a serial killer that doesn't glorify the character. And I think that's really important, and you know, good to see it done in a different way than what we've seen uh, recently with you know the obsession with true crime in a lot of TV and film at the moment. All right, time to talk about some characters in this one. And as mentioned in the cast list, there's really Amy and Charlie. So we'll start with Amy and. She's a nurse who has a heart condition. She's got to keep it a secret because she's at this job. She's only going to get health insurance after a year in the job. She's got four months to go. She's got two kids under 10, no husband. She needs help and she's caring. She she lets patients allow their partners to stay in hospital rooms overnight when she shouldn't. But her dedication to her work and the need for insurance sort of impacts this relationship with her daughters and, and puts her in this situation where she is sort of not necessarily down and out, but needs a comforting hand. And, and that's where Charlie comes along. And, you know, he's very calculated in what he does. This friendship he has with Amy and the care and respect he shows for her, it seems to be real. I mean, he steps up at work to help her out on shifts and, you know, as well as with her health and with her kids. And, and her kids love him. And, and in comparison, him as a father, he can't see his own kids or his own girls. Um, and, and I guess this is a little bit of further evidence of the character that he is. Um, and when the hospital sort of try to get rid of him because of a discrepancy in his application, they know that, you know, or they have suspicion that he's doing dodgy stuff. It's he's very matter of fact in that he just signs the paperwork saying, is that all? And walks out. So it sort of shows that cold hearted, um, conviction of him as a character. Um, and there are two main characters really there's two cops, Braun and Baldwin, um, you know, Braun, I guess you could say is almost the good cop and Baldwin plays the bad cop role, a bit aggressive, sort of hinders, Um, their investigations in the case and things like that and they're nice little side characters that sort of help progress the film as to keeping an eye on where they're at in trying to work out or pin these these deaths on Charlie Um, the director Tobias Lindholm um, from Denmark hadn't heard of him before he has directed a couple of the Mindhunter uh, TV show episodes for Netflix Um, and he did write the film Another Round which had a good Oscar buzz uh, in the international film category a couple of years ago so uh, knows his stuff um, and was given a lot of trust in this film, I think. And that leads me to the scenes. What are some scenes in this one that stood out or that I enjoyed? I think the the opening is pretty powerful. Um, you've got Charlie in a hospital room with a patient who's dying and the camera slowly moves in on him and the shot on his face just sort of went on forever. It, it created great tension and what you needed to know for this film um, about Charlie and what we were in for because this is a heavy two-hour drama. There's, there's not a lot of positive moments in it. It, it is a heavy film. Um, I, there's a scene where um, Amy 
is unwell and Charlie sort of jumps in, gives her his jacket. And I really like the follow-up of this towards the end where it's the final sort of um, showdown between the two of them. She's trying to talk to him in an interview room and she sort of puts her jacket on him. It just was a perfect turnaround in situation, which I really enjoyed showing that she no longer needed him to look out for her. She was ready to move on and lock this guy away for what he'd done. Um, there's a scene where um, Amy has to call the husband of of a wife who who's passed away in the hospital, um, and there's just not there's a cut, no sound, there's no sound at all, and Amy sort of holds this this baby, this child, um, as he breaks down and cries. And it was just a wow moment, like so emotional, um, a horrible moment, obviously, but very emotional. And, and the follow up where they this is a little bit later in the film, but they dig the wife's body up and the husband's at the cemetery just watching. I couldn't think of anything worse. And those moments with, with that husband just really got me, got me emotionally. Um, and so I think well done. Um, there's a scene where Amy collapses and ends up in the emergency department and the pure fear of her waking up and seeing Charlie there after she sort of worked out, there's a bit more to him than, than what meets the eye and her doing everything she can to get out of that hospital bed, get home, discharge herself. It just felt so real. I felt the the emergency and the need for her to get out of that hospital bed. So I think that was um, exceptionally done as well. Um, two other scenes, like these are both sort of with Amy and Charlie. There's a, a scene in the diner where Amy sort of wired up. The cops are listening, trying to get Charlie to confess. Just really powerful acting from both of them. And in the same, at the end, Charlie in the interview room, um, actually Amy wasn't in this one, but he's in the interview room with the two cops and he's just banging the table and yelling and screaming, saying, I can't uh, just, wow. What a performance from, um, Eddie Redmayne, just crazy. Um, nothing in this that I didn't like. So that leads to what's this film saying? What are some ideas or some themes in it? And I think the big thing in this is, is the failures of the American hospital system. The, like their inability to investigate, regulate, and it's kind of timely too with, with so many people questioning healthcare systems across the world, especially during the pandemic and the lack of workers and the need to hire staff no matter what because hospitals are so under pump and you know th this, this sort of stuff could still happen today even though this was 15 years ago and he's been caught. Hospitals are in desperation. They're hiring people. So you know what's to say something like this won't happen again? Um, and then I guess the other side of the hospital issue too is that Amy needs hospital coverage. Um, but this is unrealistic strain on healthcare because, you know, you've got to work so hard to get it in America and it's really hard um, on a lot of people as well. I think there's the idea too of, of being a good person, being decent, um, you know, needing someone to lean on, but also acknowledging the other side of them as well. And this this leads to a little bit of courage and perseverance. Having Amy did it, she had to put her career and her life on the risk or, you know, to do the right thing and push through with her own medical issues in the hope of saving others from someone who's pure evil. Um, what, did, what did I take away from this film? I think I like that, I sort of mentioned this at the start, I really liked the audience followed Amy rather than the killer, Charlie. Like we got enough of a glimpse of who he was, but none of that glamorizing that we often see. I think, you know, the grays or the gray color palette they use throughout the, the colorless scenes, it worked perfectly, really well put together. And I think that credit should be given for that. And I had one other thing I took out of this, bit of the online chat around this film. There were, there were people that were like commenting and writing things about, oh, I didn't realize that this was based on a true story right until the end. This is one of the issues with streaming. I guess people are on their phones, there's distractions, they're talking to people, they're sitting on their couch, they're eating dinner, and they're not paying proper attention. It said it right at the very start of the film that it was based on a true story. So I think that 
this is an issue with a film like this. If you're sitting in a cinema watching it, you're going to take that fully from that moment the film starts. This is based on a true story. So I found it really sad that there's people that miss context, obviously because so many distractions in watching films at home. Um, IMDb. This is the moment where we discuss whether we jumped onto IMDb to look anyone up. This is probably the most proud I've ever been of one of my IMDb moments. Um, <laughs> one of the cops, Braun, played by Noah Emmerich. I had to look him up because I was like, I'm sure that's the guy from The Truman Show. And 100% it was. Um, it was Marlon from The Truman Show. Jim Carrey, sort of reality TV movie. I think it was Andrew Nichol directed it from memory. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Or maybe he directed Gattaca. I can't remember. Check out The Truman Show. If you haven't seen The Truman Show, I was very proud of myself with that get. Um, all right, question time. If we've got any questions. Um, I guess the sort of idea that um, Amy turns or, or starts thinking poorly of Charlie's because she meets up with this mutual friend um, that her and Charlie had and this friend works in another hospital. Would, would the spree have continued if Amy didn't have this mutual friend? If there were no other connections with any other hospitals, would he have been able to keep going and, and doing what he was doing? Um, possibly. I think that's a real possibility. So this, this Amy character or the Amy person in real life, just an amazing human being for doing what she did to ensure that people were protected. I, I just, I mean, what a great human being. Um, and then this sort of relates to the title, which I spoke a little bit about prior to. I mean, there's this line in the film where Amy calls Charlie a good nurse. I mean, does this more highlight her as the good nurse? And I think that's what you need to take out of this film, that yes, at times she was impressed with what he did as a nurse um, and he did the right thing, but obviously he was doing the wrong thing as well. And her standing up, getting the evidence and ensuring the safety of patients, um, you know, 100% she's the good nurse in this film. So yeah, my take, you might have a different take. That is fine. Would love to hear it. Um, and that's going to lead me to wrapping this one up. Uh, we give... The films on this podcast are rating out of five. So for me, this one, I think um, this is the sort of stuff that sort of happens when you make places like hospitals, childcare centers, retirement homes and schools, you, you turn them into profit and the prison system as well, I guess. I think it sort of highlights the need for change and the issues that everyday people face when they have to deal with these big issues in life, especially with coverage from places like hospital. Um, I think the performances from Chastain and Redmayne, they're perfect. I highly recommend this film. I think it's well worth the watch. But as I mentioned before, it is a two-hour slog. It is There's not many positive moments in this film, but it's worth checking out. I'm giving this a four out of five. We have social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please do check us out if you can on one of those platforms. The question I wanted to put up there for this episode is, do you have a horror hospital story? Something that personally has happened to you in hospital that, that wasn't good. Um, I have an awkward one, I guess, where I had a, a procedure happen and um, my bowels weren't working properly. So I had to have a nurse put something into my bottom to, to make me uh, be able to vacate my bowel. So that was uh, a little bit awkward and felt a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm sure that happens to most people every day of the week in hospitals anyway. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, we've got a huge back catalog. So feel free to check out any of our past episodes and uh, Wednesdays, our normal episode will be dropping as always. We will speak to you soon.